Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello, we're back. We took a little break, but now we're here again. Um, we were working. Yeah, we were Just in Japan. Work here, yeah. And we tried to set it up remotely, but it yeah. turns out that that's impossible. That's so. a hard thing to do. Um, and we didn't try very hard. But we're going to try extra hard today to make up for it uh, as we talk about my neighbor Totoro and some of our favorite animated character kids movie characters kids movie characters um i never remember how exactly we phrase these questions um and then know. we've got a bunch of sneak peeks because we're taking a one week break in pre thanksgiving marathon fashion Which confused everyone yeah everyone's confused about it yeah i don't know why they're confused but they're confused i think when people think about the that weekend it would be the next weekend yeah but it's um, the we, it's the it's the weekend that's closer to thanksgiving that people take off i think or i don't know but yeah anyway programming had a reason yeah. and it was a good one i'm sure but they didn't share it with us and we don't care that much so it's this weekend we're not going to be in your regular scheduled lineup yeah we'll be we'll be it'll be a chance for you to catch up on attack on titan if you haven't because uh you can catch the whole season in one shot basically yeah minus an episode or two yeah well and then we've got everyone's favorite one man's trash uh that we hinted several weeks ago everyone being (laughs) gil austin's favorite one out of the two people currently speaking's favorite but i don't want to spoil it and tell you which one it is because it might be jason yeah Um, you never know could be why don't we talk about totoro okay my neighbor totoro my plan was to bring um my totoro alarm clock in and then when we cut back have it be clacking and say it's totoro time that would have been awesome but I fucked it all blew up. It. So um, I said we were going to try harder. I was not off to a good start. Totoro, probably the most popular to this day uh, Studio Ghibli character and sort of the official Studio Ghibli mascot. Um, the movie itself came out in 88 and was a massive mega hit. Um, as are all of Miyazaki's movies at this point, but I think this was his first like huge hit movie, um, and it really sort of uh, paved the way for a bunch of other Ghibli projects. And even to this day, it is a very popular character in Japan and even outside of Japan. Uh, you can buy Totoro stuffed animals and stuff like that. At pretty much nowadays, pretty much anywhere that they have anime trinkets, they yeah. will, they'll probably have a Totoro thing. Um, something from Totoro, whether it's soot sprites or one of the little Totoros or, you know, something. Yeah, Arguably the best kids movie ever made. It's one. I mean, it's up there for sure. Um, I think we put it in. in the, I think it's third. 
I don't um, think it's third, but it's fifth. it's in the top ten um, of the paste anime list. So my neighbor Totoro. Oops. Oh. I was trying to see what the list was, and it auto played the last thing that I. Um, Apologies. I uh, I think I first saw Totoro before my daughter was born, so it was the Fox version. So Fox did a. Um, a dub of the film that they released on home video and they also did a dub of Kiki's Delivery Service and I don't remember what led me I think I heard it was the same director who did Nausicaa so I was like oh I'll check it out it is the Uh, same director it is and so I really liked it Um, and then when my daughter was born I of course showed it to her when she was old enough and um, it became one of her favorite movies Along with Kiki. So I think I've probably seen it because of that. Anyone who's a parent has to watch what their child watches a bunch. So I've probably seen it 40 times, maybe. And it pretty much never... Yeah, like, and that's a much better... Doesn't get old. I think of the the list of movies that parents have had to watch over and over and over again, <laughs> those are two pretty good Pretty ones. painless. Pretty painless. So Totoro is the story of a family... Um, who moves to the countryside from the city because uh, it's a family of a father who's like a professor and two young girls and their mom has to go to the hospital and she has an unspecified it seems to be a an upper respiratory something yeah you they sort of talk about it later on but in the beginning you don't really know yeah and it's sort of to because the kids aren't because they don't talk about it with the kids, the kids don't know, and the movie's really from the point of view of the kids, so you as a viewer don't know. But basically, their mom is in the hospital, so they move to this house because it's still far from the hospital, but closer, 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 and you get the sense that um, they need to sort of save money because mom's in the hospital. So the dad is struggling with being a professor and trying to make the best of a bad situation, and he's pitching this move as a big new adventure to his girls, but the girls are sort of unsure. That's a lie. They, they're just, the older the older girl is unsure because she's kind of starting to get old enough to know that you know, regardless of her dad's positivity, something's not right. And right. she's being asked to um, cook meals and sort of just be very responsible for a, for a young kid. And so look after her little sister may so one day so when they move into the house the first thing are may sees these things called soot sprites which are these little things that live in the attic and it's potentially creepy but the the way it's sold is like oh yeah it's soot sprites i mean everybody's got you know things that live in your house and so you may just accepts it and then uh one night may they they may not one night one day may gets kind of she sees a little Totoro and she starts following it. Yeah, and just, like just the Yeah, just the ears. And she follows it into a tree where she f- runs into the big Totoro and it turns out that they're Totoro is basically a forest god. Um and they're only letting only children or people who are super pure of heart can can see them. Uh, when adults get old enough, when people get old enough they no longer can see or they, they're not allowed to see them anymore. Um so the rest of the movie is sort of uh, a push and pull between the real world events of what's going on in their lives, which are not like super dramatic. It's like the biggest thing that happens is May, the little girl, runs away 
because she's upset. Yeah, she、um, wants to go to the hospital. She wants to go to the hospital to see her mom, and they don't let her because they don't want her to, you know, they don't want to upset her further. And so she runs away, and that's like the big dramatic moment in the movie is is that May runs away.、Um, so it's a pretty low stakes, you know, like it's a it's definitely a gentle children's movie. Um, but Totoro is so awesome that it's kind of hard not to fall in love with him. But also, the family is presented in a very like sweet way, and like、yeah. it, there's really no bad guy. There's no like central conflict. That cat bus is a real dick. <laughs> yeah.、Um, so let's look at.、Um, I have a trailer and then sort of a behind the scenes because the American version. Uh, Fox had an, a dub, and then Disney took it over, and they did their own dub, and they got Ellen Dakota Fanning to play the sisters. And I found the behind the scenes, and it's the cutest thing in the world.、Um, also, there's not a lot online for some reason with Totoro, so I have the original Japanese trailer, and then we can watch this behind the scenes. So let's check out the Japanese trailer. Total bullshit! That when you go to the Miyazaki Museum, you know, they only let kids into the cat bus. They do. Yeah, there's a cat bus,、uh, life size cat bus, basically at the Miyazaki Museum in Tokyo, and they will only let kids go into that room.、Um, and there, you're not supposed to film it either. But I saw some people filming it.、Um, there's also a Totoro short film that you can only see at the Ghibli Museum as well.、Um, So let's check out this behind the scenes where we see Ellen Dakota Fanning, who are so young in this,、uh, makes me feel old,、uh, talking about why they had fun、uh, voicing these characters. Oh, so it was really fun because we got to watch the movie as we were doing the lines. <laughs> A magical film and takes you into a whole different world. When you're watching it, there's a big cat bus that you, you can, can ride in. Like you don't get to see cat buses outside,、yeah. so it's you know that like open up. Their whole like body, and then you go into it. Inside, you know? Right. I think one of my favorite things about the movie is the look of the film, and how the people look, and how the Totoro looks, and you know, even the trees just look so you know beautiful, and it's just like this beautiful world that you wish you could live in. 
fun because it was our first time. I mean, mm-hmm. she played me at a younger age before, but never together. We just have such a fun time, and I'm so glad that we do it together, and I really just love it. Of course, she's my little sister. She's my best friend, and she was so wonderful in this film, and it was so fun to see it and see her do. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty damn Pretty adorable, sweet. yeah. Um, so uh, I was just doing some research, which I probably should have done before we were doing a show about this, but in fairness, I'm a little jet-lagged. Um, this movie was not a hit when it came out. Yeah, it yeah. became a huge hit on home video. Yeah. It made $6 million when it came out, and it made $300 million on home videos. In, I, some parent was like, holy shit, I'm showing this to my kid, you gotta get it. And then it just... Yeah, it made a fucking ton on merchandise, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, Totoro, if you haven't seen it, uh, what the fuck are you waiting for, really? I mean, I think... That's actually the Blu-ray tagline. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. Um, so that leads us to our, our topic of the day, which is, what's your favorite kids' movie character? Um, we didn't want to limit it to animated film, although... Um, you could easily, but yeah. we just want it got a little too granular. But so, kids' movie character. So uh, I'm gonna start off with a fucking home run, and I'm just gonna start off big with ET the extraterrestrial. Fucking ET. Bam. Go. There's just. I mean, honestly, there's not many better kids' movie characters, really. Um, although I do love the entire family in ET, but ET is the shit. And remains the shit. Um, So let's view a scene where E.T. tells Elliot he wants to phone home. What? Yeah. And if uh, you haven't seen E.T., it's about a family that uh, finds a alien that's stranded on Earth that is protecting him from the government and trying to help him get home. Um, it's a classic Steven Spielberg film from the 80s, uh, but it holds up pretty damn well today. Um, yeah, I wonder, like, as a kid watching it for the first time now, what you would feel. Um, I showed it to my daughter when she was seven. She loved it. She drew pictures of Elliot and E.T., and she doesn't really give a shit about science fiction at all. But, I mean, the idea of, like, what if your best friend was a cute little goblin from space like right. I think a lot of people could the you know classic tale it's like you're you know one of my best friends you're huh. a cute goblin from space thanks not really cute but a goblin anyway well, no, um, so people. let's so let's uh, watch E.T. and how damn cute he is little power here will demonstrate by shooting himself two times two times two times okay can I start okay go ahead Grover okay here we go Phone. Oh, yes, what a perfect day. Phone. Phone. No, no, not like in your brain. Phone. I think it came from outer space. You want to call somebody? What have you been reading? I am not paying for fraud. You good. Be good. Stay here, stay. And don't tell anybody. No, nobody. Be good. Be good. Oh, God! Elliot. What? Elliot? Elliot? Elliot. I taught him how to talk now. He can talk now. Elliot. Look what he brought up here all by himself. 
Elliot. What's he need this Elliot. stuff for? Elliot. <laughs> E.T., can you say that? Can you say E.T.? E.T. 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 Be good. Be good. I taught him that, too. You should give him his dignity. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Phone. Phone? He said phone? He said phone? Can't you understand English? He said phone. Home? You're right. That's E.T.'s home. Yeah, they do. They're kind of giving you the heads up. Uh, So next up is another of my favorite kids' movie characters. And really, it's only because for a kids' movie character, he seems to not like kids, which is why I like him. And that's, of course, Willy Wonka. Uh, I'm speaking of the classic 60s uh, Wonka, not the Johnny Depp Wonka. Um, But Willy Wonka one of my favorite kids movie characters because not only does he spend a whole movie basically inventing traps to uh, tests tests for children uh, learning he, learning opportunities yeah, he also says weird shit all the time that doesn't make any sense because he's crazy uh, which is another reason I like him um, so here is a collection of some of the weird shit that he says in this movie which is what makes him so memorable This is going to be such an exciting day. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. Little surprises around every corner, but nothing dangerous. Oh, if you have any problems, dial information. Thank you for calling. 99, 44, 100% pure. Is it my soul that calls me my name? Oh, you should never, never doubt what nobody is sure about. Across the desert lies the promised land. home again that's the sailor's way time is a precious thing never wasted in springtime the only pretty ring time birds sing hey ding a ding a ding sweet lovers love the spring candy is dandy but liquor is quicker where is fancy bread in the heart or in the head we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams bubbles bubbles everywhere but not a drop to drink a little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest man. Thing of beauty is a joy forever. If the good Lord had intended us to walk, he wouldn't have invented roller skates. Don't speak. For some moments in life, there are no words. Parting is such sweet sorrow. 
but maybe they'll be a little bit wiser for the wear. So shines a good deed in a weary world. Don't forget what happened to the man who suddenly got everything he always wanted. What happened? He lived happily ever after. <laughs> He's so creepy. <laughs> Uh, and finally, uh, you know, it's hard to pick just one character from Pixar's amazing staple that they've invented. But I think uh, my recurring favorite is uh, Doug the dog from Up um, because they managed to distill what people like about dogs and his dog behavior is very naturalistic. And they managed to come up with a way. You imagine that's how a dog thinks. Yeah, I mean, it's the voice that everybody gives their dog. Right. They then they did a great job. Them. And if you don't like dogs, he's stupid and a dumbass. So you can even enjoy it from that angle. I right. love dogs. So, um, but I love Doug because he is the quintessential dog. So I must let's, love Doug. Let's look at the introduction of Doug the dog from Up. I see you back there. Go on, get out of here. Shoot. Go annoy someone else for a while. Hey, are you okay over there? Uh, hello? Oh, hello, sir. Thank goodness. It's nice to know someone else is up here. I can smell you. What? You can smell us? I can smell you. Hey. <laughs> you were talking to a rock. Hey, that one looks like a turtle. Look at that one. That one looks like a dog. Oh, it is a dog. What? Oh, we're not allowed to have dogs in my apartment. Hey, I like dogs. We have your dog. Whoa. Wonder who he belongs to. Sit, boy. Hey, look, he's trained. Shake. Uh-huh. Speak. Hi there. <gasps> Did that dog just say hi there? Oh, yes. Bruh! My name is Doug. I have just met you, and I love you. My master made me this collar. He is a good and smart master, and he made me this collar so that I may talk. Squirrel! My master is good and smart. It's not possible! Oh, it is, because my master is smart. <gasps> cool! What do these do, boy? Hey, would you go to Cuerdo Contigo? I use that collar. To talk with me. I would be happy if you stopped. Russell, don't touch that. It could be radioactive or something. I am a great tracker. My pack sent me on a special mission all by myself. Have you seen a bird? I want to find one, and I've been on this scent. I'm a great tracker. Did I mention that? Hey, that is the bird. I have never seen one up close, but this is the bird. May I take your bird back to camp as my prisoner? Yes, yes, take it. And on the way, learn how to bark like a real dog. I can bark. And here's howling. Can we keep him, please, please, please? No. But it's a talking dog. It's just a weird trick or something. Let's get to the falls. Please be my prisoner. Oh, please, oh, please be my prisoner. Pretty Man, great. can't not love Doug. 
Yeah, he has my favorite line in the movie. So, what's your favorite line in the movie? I hid under your house because I love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, those are three of my favorite kids' movie characters. Strong choices. Um, I also picked a Pixar movie to start, and that is Bing Bong from Inside Out. Um, a movie that I like a lot and teaches you about the old brain. Um, but I like the Bing Bong. I like several things about Bing Bong, but the scene that we're going to show is sort of encapsulates what I like most about him. And that's that he goes out like a soldier. Um, so let's watch this scene from inside out and maybe shed a little tear. Joy, one more time. I got a feeling about this one. to the moon for me. Okay? I'll try. Bing bong. I promise. Damn it, Big Bone. Way to pick a depressing one. That's a sweet one. Yeah, cool. Who's the next one? Thumper? Yeah. I almost did Thumper in the <laughs> Of course. I like kids' characters that die. die. <laughs> um, but to pick it back Bridge up. Bridge from Terabithia Kid. <laughs> um, Falls into the river. <laughs> yeah, well. well I like kids' movie characters that scar kids. That, no, I think that's an interesting look at imaginary mm. friends and yeah. the sacrifice that yeah, your great memories have to make to make new memories. Great movie, yeah. That's um, cool. On a slightly lighter note is uh, Dom DeLuise's great Jeremy from The Secret of Nim, a movie that we've talked about several times, but has a special place in my kid's heart. Um, and, you have uh, a kid? 
my kid's heart. Okay. No, I don't have a kid. That just sounded weird. No? Yeah, yeah it did. If I'd be emphasized kid, it would have been my kid's heart. But it's my kid's heart. It doesn't really work either way, but keep going. Well, I'd like to hear more about what you, how you feel about Jeremy. I like him. Let's check out this clip now that Jason's once again interrupted. Well, he doesn't die, so I'm doing. We're already going I, up. <laughs> I like that he's uh, a lovable dumbass and he's very sweet, and I like yeah. his voice. And as a child, it made me laugh. Nice. So let's see what it's like to laugh as a child. <laughs> oh, I see. You have a girl. Well, not really. I mean, I haven't found Miss Wright yet. But when I do, the whole world will hear us singing. Excuse me, pardon me. Well, you keep making all that noise and Dragon will hear you. If he hasn't already. Wouldn't you sing too? I mean, if you felt... <laughs> if you felt the call of the wild, but... I would... I would not if I knew there was a cat nearby. But she's out there, somewhere. And when I find her, I'll feel it way down in my wishbone. I... What cat? Dragon. He belongs to Farmer Fitzgibbons. Look towards the house. See if you can see him. Oh! I'm back down here. He'll see you for sure up there. Hey, there's a cat out there. Quiet. Does he see you? No. (laughs) Yes! Stand perfectly still. Everything's fine. He's headed right for us. Don't panic. Fast or slow? Medium. Make that fast. Very fast. I have to go now. Excuse me. been near a cat, I'd be sneezing my brains out. See, I'm allergic to hair. I'm allergic to hay. I'm allergic to Just a long clip. Use a sweet little the, the commonalities are the nebbishy, high-pitched voice between Bing Bong, Richard King, and Don yeah. Louise. They kind of sound the same almost. And then my third pick is basically the exact same voice, and that is Vin Diesel in The Iron Giant. <laughs> um, also, a touching moment. Oh, you're going to show us uh, mm. his death as well? I am. Yeah, great. Um, so... I was going to give you a heads up that if you haven't seen this movie, not to 
he dies. Jason just spoiled it, so... Oh, uh, yeah, I spoiled it literally two seconds before Gil shows the entire clip of him dying. But I was going to give an alert that this was happening. (laughs) And we don't say it on the lower thirds anywhere. Um... (laughs) So let's see. You should have shooted the Iron Giants. Of the Fireflies. You're missing. You're missing golden opportunity. See the Iron Giants redemption. Oh no. Hmm. It's a missile. When it comes down, everyone will die. There it is. <laughs> Shouldn't we get to a shelter? It wouldn't matter. Giant? Let's go home. Feel bad, King Gil yeah. Austin. There you go. Um, Remind me never to let you show a movie to a, a kid. I know you've never seen, <laughs> you never show the Iron Giant to or Inside Out to kids. You know, no, never. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see how the Adult Swim Facebook picks match up. Totoro, Stitch, a good one. Iron Giant, Wreck It Ralph. What's Baloo the That's Bear? from Jungle Book. Oh, right. Yeah. I've never been a big Jungle Book fan. Yeah, you've always hated Rudyard Kipling. All the racism kind of gets in the way of my enjoyment. Yeah. Um, let's check out the Toonami Facebook's picks. Ash Ketchum. Get the fuck out of here. Jack Skellington. Stitch, Stitch, Scooby-Doo, and Wreck-It Ralph. I like Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph. I like Wreck-It Ralph. I don't know, but but like best ever, you know? Also, Scooby-Doo is kind of a cheat because he's more of a TV show character, but he's a good, solid character. 
I didn't really expect any of those choices, to be honest, other than um, Totoro. What were you expecting? Uh, I don't know, maybe more, you know, famous movies. Mickey Mouse, you know, like... Mickey Mouse. Oh, I'm just saying, like, characters that are Aladdin, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Those are pretty huge movies. I did not expect Scooby-Doo and Ash Ketchum. <laughs> well, this show is, all, if nothing, if not full of surprises. I think, I think it just shows how little people gave a shit about the question. <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps that's the larger learning as well. Um, so like we said earlier, this coming weekend we have our Attack on Titan marathon. Um, but it's not all Attack on Titan. We're still showing Kai at 9 and we're still showing um, Samurai Jack at 3.30. And if you're not, I don't understand either, but understand again, we either. didn't make this decision. We, we, so. don't, we just make the promos. <laughs> we, just, yeah, we just make the sausage. Um, so this is a promo explaining all of that in a slightly perhaps more confusing manner. Um, but let's check this out. Saturday night, Toonami's giving thanks with our biggest Attack on Titan marathon sandwich ever. We're starting off the night with an episode of Kai at 9. Then it's six straight hours of back-to-back-to-back episodes of Attack on Titan. And we finish the whole thing off with a Samurai Jack dessert at 3.30. It's the Toonami Attack on Titan marathon, Saturday night starting at 9. Kinda. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. See, it's Thanksgiving... Sandwich metaphor mm. with a little dessert. Somewhat confused. When we come back in two weeks, next week, um, we will go back to our original, our normal lineup. Our regularly scheduled programming. Our regularly scheduled programming, uh, which includes My Hero Academia at 9.30. So let's see what's going to be happening on the 20, we'll call it 4th. <laughs> Next all new episode of My Hero Academia. Hello, I'm... My Hero Academia. Next Saturday at 9.30. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. I, I am being told that it is, in fact, the 24th. Nice work. Um, and so that means that Borto is at 10.30. And this is the topical for that episode of Borto. On the next all-new episode of Boruto. I'm talking to you through your dream. The eye you possess is a star of hope against the approaching destruction. What? Boruto. Next Saturday at 10.30. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. And then next up is Dragon Ball Super at 11. Um, And let's check in with Goku and the gang. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. Now you've got Dragon Ball Super next Saturday at 11. Is that all you've got? Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Is, Is that, that all, all you've got? got? Um, I really like that line. Yeah. It's not all that we have, though, because we also have Top hey, for Mob Psycho 100. You don't like Mob Psycho 100? No, you're... Oh, that was directed towards me. Yeah. Just clearing it up. Definitely. Mob Psycho rules. Um, so let's check that out. On the next Mob Psycho 100. Say no to violence. You aren't actually aiming for this mindset, are you? Mob Psycho 100, next Saturday at 11.30 p.m. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. 
swim. <laughs> um, and then this is actually a sneak peek, and that is our review, more specifically Dennis Maloney's review for the new Assassin's Creed game, uh, Assassin's Creed. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I just <laughs> forgot to actually look at the new Assassin's Creed game. Double check it. Assassin's with, Creed. Uh, Jillian, despite the fact that she hands it to me and I pretend to read it. Assassin's uh, so Creed let's Odyssey. Check out uh, this review now. It's that time of year again. All the heavy hitters are releasing their big titles, and both Sarah and I have been playing one of the biggest Assassin's Creed Odyssey. This one takes place in ancient Greece, and you play as a mercenary caught up in the war between Athens and Sparta. Complete quests to level up and build your skills in any of the three disciplines. Each one offers their own cool perks and special attacks. Plus, you can mix and match until you have the perfect balance. Hello, killing machine. Or you could specialize in just one, but I'd rather take the fight to the sea. Controlling the waves is a big part of the game, and the huge naval battles are just as fun as they were back in Black Flag. Odyssey is all about choices and consequences. You can play it any way you like. Yep, my version of Alexios is a ruthless, insane maniac, and I've paid the price for this choice time and again. Unlike other AC games, the more crimes you commit, the more bounty hunters join in to hunt you down. Plus, there's cult members to unmask, conquest battles, and tons of other side quests. I think I'm almost finished with the story, but the world is so huge, I'm not really sure. Tell me about it. I've been galloping, sailing, and killing bad guys by the hundreds. I'm not even close to completing it all. This is the biggest and best Assassin's Creed game yet. We give Odyssey a 9 out of 10. For Sparta! And you have yet to embark on your Odyssey. Yes, too many other games. It's so huge that I want to. I very much enjoyed Origins, the last one. Yeah, and um, I really know I'm going to enjoy this one. But I want to. I like it a lot. People's complaint is that it's uh, too geared towards microtransactions, um, and I don't feel that way because I like doing everything. Yeah. Um, so I haven't run into a level cap issue. Um, I'm laden with resources because I kill everyone and take them from. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think most people play as thoroughly as as you do or I do. Um, but I'm yeah definitely psyched to play it. I got to finish Red Dead and I got to finish some good healthy time with Call of Duty. Sure, um, and then maybe Hitman. Um, so, it's coming. Yeah. There are a lot of games that we're playing, uh, and now we're going to talk about a game that I almost forgot that I played because it was so long ago, Um, and that is this week's One Man's Trash for Spider-Man, which is actually called Spider-Man. Marvel's Spider-Man? Maybe. Marvel's is really small on the box. I just call it Spider-Man, but I'm sure that's the actual title. Um, A game that I really enjoyed flying, zipping around in the city with... But overall, lacking a little bit of substance. It came at the right time because I... <laughs> you played the ever-loving shit out of it. Only Gil Austin would play a game to the point where it's like there's literally nothing else you could do in the game and still be like, meh. Yeah. Like, I played it for maybe five minutes, and I was like, I have no interest in this. It was basically Batman Arkham Asylum, but with Spider-Man swinging around. And Spider-Man swinging around is fun, but after five minutes, I was like, I've had enough of that. Gil 
who kind of felt the same way, decided instead to dump 40 or 50 hours in. Nah, not that long. It took uh, 40. 10 days tops. 40 hours. Maybe so. Um, let's see how I did. Welcome to a somewhat delayed edition of One Man's Trash. I was playing Spider-Man a while ago. I'm in through all of our scheduling delays and some production delays. It took me a while to get this One Man's Trash together. And the only real problem was I liked Spider-Man, but I didn't really love Spider-Man. So I wasn't super psyched about doing it all, but uh, that's pretty much what One Man's Trash is all about. We don't have to do this at all if you don't want to. Except I don't really know what One Man's Trash is all about. So the first step was knocking off the map district by district. And what Spider-Man does really well is web-slinging around the city. It's literally endlessly entertaining to me. So some of the stuff was no big deal. Like collecting all the backpacks, doing all the black cat locations, catching all the pigeons, catching all the pin, catching all the pigeons, and photographing the landmarks. Those are all pretty fun. The research stations are okay, but I thought it was kind of lame that you had to repeat some of the research. Like, have we already done this, Oscorp? What Spider-Man does a little less well, in my opinion, is the fighting. It just gets kind of repetitive, and so a lot of these things are just sort of the same fight over and over and over again. So doing all the thug crimes, the Fisk hideouts, the Sable outposts, and the demon warehouses get pretty repetitive. But once you knock all that out and you get 100% completion, I figured I would go for all of the suits, and that would pretty much be the end of my one-man stretch, even though everyone knows that the comic book suit is the best. But doing all the suits is where the bullshit really begins, because they don't give you enough tokens, or at least enough of the right tokens, specifically the challenge tokens. If you do everything else, you've got a shit ton of tokens that you're never going to use. But the challenge tokens are in short supply. So I decided to start getting golds on all the challenges, which I got golds on most of the combat challenges and all of the stealth challenges, which were actually my favorite. I wish there were way more of those to do. I would play a whole game of just that. But the bomb challenges are pretty shitty and the drone challenges are the absolute worst, both of which require you to be laser precise and super fast in a game where the mechanics don't really allow you to do that. It doesn't let you do the flowing, flying Spider-Man stuff. You have to zip, 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 zip everywhere, and almost every single time, it's the environment and the mechanics and the camera that phone you. So eventually, I just said, fuck it, I'm not getting all the suits, and I'm pretty okay with that. Uh, I, I, th I think I'm, I think I'm okay with that. I don't think, I don't think I'm gonna have to go back and do the challenges again and get the one final suit that I couldn't get because I used the challenge tokens that I did have to upgrade all my gadgets, which I never used. And even after I realized I did that, I accidentally upgraded another gadget. Um, but I think it's time to move on and I think I've made peace with that. And maybe the next One Man's Trash will be me telling you how I'm redoing all the challenges. Uh, but for now, that's it for this One Man's Trash. If you have something dumb or fun for me to do in a video game, hit me up at StupidGill and let me know. Amazing. Uh, the Great challenge job. tokens, total bullshit. Great job. Uh, partially my own fault. Admittedly. Why is it your own fault? Well, because I was upgrading all my gadgets that I never uh, used, and right. I could have just done it to get the last suit, which I would have had the other thing, and there's right. not a, don't need the gadgets, but those drone challenges suck. If you're watching this and you designed the drone challenges, fuck you. Wow. 
Um, but you did them. Yeah. Well, then they think we'll argue that. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> point counterpoint. <laughs> uh, and then finally, we have this week's Adult Swim single. Uh, we are on track 15 of uh, 52 or more. We're going to be going every single week all year long. Uh, you can hear them, as always, at adultswim.com slash singles. We release them usually on Wednesdays around noon. Uh, so come back next week if you want a new one. This week's track is by Cosisco, who it was formerly known as 100s, a rapper, producer, makes his own music, sings, a multi-talented person. He took a break um, from his 100s persona and just came back a couple years later with Cosisco, but it pretty much sounds like the same guy making music. Um, so uh, we're psyched to release this track. His new album will be out as the as of the time you're watching this episode. Uh, and the song we released was called Superficial, so check it out. Yeah, I gotta start up on me. What just like a fisherman in France laundry? No, she never tasted Michelin. Yeah, nigga, pretty. I be looking like a living dog. Take a picture with me, cause I'm looking like a living bro. And five slanging dick, then it be jumping at the kitchen with it. All these drugs around me, oh, move the shit, I do the shit. But some ring feels so cold. That's it. We'll be back next week with some topic. Uh, cyborgs. Yeah. We might talk, we're going to talk cyborgs next week. So hopefully you'll be back joining us uh, where we can make fun of each other and do the same thing. Get on this merry-go-round once again. Here's hoping. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Saturday night from 9 to 4. 